What is up, ASM? Good to be back with you guys. Today we are in John chapter 5. So before we even get started, if you have not read John 5 already, go ahead and just take a minute. We're not going to have time to read all of it. It's a long chapter. Uh, but get a Bible, get it open on your phone, go ahead and read the chapter. You can pause the video, come back, uh, and then you will understand what we're going to talk about. All right, so I'll start with this. Uh, I was going through my phone. I was actually literally doing this today, uh, but I've been going through my phone, deleting old pictures, old, old stuff, um, just trying to clear up some space. My, the cloud storage is almost full. You know how it is. Uh, and for some reason, uh, just think about it, we are so obsessed with like capturing every moment on our phones. Uh, like everything has to be like a picture or a video. Um, and even for you guys, I mean, think about it. For Gen Z, you guys, like your entire life, is on video. Like your parents have like every moment of your life has been captured, it's been saved, uh, and, and it's there so you can always go back and look at it. Uh, and, and so here is the thing that I just don't understand. I mean, I do, but I don't understand it. And it's that we're never gonna go back and watch most of these things, like ever. It just, it just doesn't make sense to. Uh, this is the pinnacle example. This is the very best one. And I have done this. Why, why do we take videos of fireworks? Think about it. Go to a fireworks show, 4th of July, whatever it is. The one that sticks out in my mind, Evergreen Raceway out in uh, Monroe, right? We always go to a race there as a family, uh, like once a year, usually at the fair. Obviously couldn't this last year, but always go and they do a big fireworks show. It's like a super like redneck fireworks show. It's just a lot of explosions. It's cool. But you go to that, and everyone is on their phone taking a video of the fireworks. And if you're on 4th of July, go through your Instagram stories. Everyone is posting a story of fireworks going off. First of all, it looks bad. Like, if, if you've ever seen fireworks in person, you go, oh, these are awesome. I love this. It's so cool. Like, oh, the, the boom in my chest. Like, oh, it like, gets the adrenaline going. It's exciting. Watch it on video. It is so lame to watch fireworks on video. You don't get any of the same awe. You don't have an idea of the scope or size or the sound, the moment of it. None of it's there. Uh, listen, the sound, if your fireworks show has music to it, the sound is garbage. Uh, it, it's either just the fireworks going off or you get really, really poor audio quality because it's like your mic recording a speaker and it's bad. There's, there's literally, seriously, I, I'm going to rant about this forever. There's literally no reason to take a video of fireworks. But why do we do it? Why do we all do it anyways? And maybe you're that one person saying like, oh, I don't do that. Well, good for you. I tip my cap to you. You're a rarity. But what I'm going to say next will still apply to you. I'm, I'm willing to bet. Um, but so why do we all take pictures, videos of fireworks, or just every single life event, anything that you think might be cool, might be funny, might be something, you have, someone has to record it. Someone has to get it on picture, on, on camera. Well, so here's the, here's the idea, is that there's always a motive behind it, right? There's always some motivation for why we're doing what we're doing. And when it comes to things like this, um, kind of just talking about social media, our motivation behind posting anything, because why else would you take a video if not to post it, right? Ultimately, it just goes hand in hand. This is what we're doing. We're looking for something that we can post. And the motivation for us, when, you, when it all boils down to, is... It's about getting something out there 
to show people something about you. Does that make sense, right? So it's all about, I want people to think of this when they think of me, right? It's all about your image in one way or another. And I'm gonna go through a couple of examples here. One way or another. First thing, when you post something, it could be just about your own popularity, right? It could be that you want to be a influencer. Oh my, oh my goodness, Instagram influencers. If you're on Instagram, you know exactly who these people are. They're the people that are always like trying to sell you products and things that you don't need. And they all have like a formula. They all look the same. Like all of their posts look the same. They all have the same style. They say the same things. They all have a ring light on their camera, right? Like it, it could be just you're trying to hit the right aesthetic to gain a big enough following so that you could either be an influencer or just so you can have the following to say you have it. That it could be that. That could be one of the reasons why you use social media, why you post the things that you do. It could be to build your own popularity or your own brand, whatever it is. Um, second, or I, I would call this kind of 1B, it, it could be that you are looking for acceptance or you're looking for your identity um, to be a part of a group or a subgroup of people. And, and what I mean by that is um, what you're looking for is that when, when you log on to your phone and you open something up, whatever app it is, uh, you will get the jokes that people are making. You will understand how to make the jokes to get the likes on your comment that people will be like, oh, this person knows what's up. They, they get it. Um, you will feel like you are a part of that group, like you are in. Uh, and ultimately what both of these boil down to and what they, what they come from is actually the desire to be unalone. And I know that's not really a word, but it's that we are terrified of being alone. And what social media offers us is a place where we can be connected to other people, at least digitally, uh, in a way that makes us escape this feeling of dread, this longing to, to have other people see us, to notice us. Um, that's why you may send a thousand selfies out to people, whether it's on Snapchat or something, and they're not even like meaningful pictures. They're, they're just nothing. And you're just sending things out there to be accepted by groups or to gain popularity because what you want is you want to feel noticed by people. And that's really the underlying thing. It may not be on the forefront of your mind every time you do it, but really it's this feeling of every time I get a like or every time I get a notification on my phone, I feel seen. I feel like I am not alone. Could be two other reasons that are kind of related to each other. Uh, it could be that what you post, your mind says you think about it, is you want to make sure that when people look at your profile, when they look at your account or at your feed, uh, that you are a person that has the right views. You have the right social views, political views, whatever cultural moment is happening, you want people to see like, oh, I'm a part of this, I'm on the right side of this, um, because I want people when they look at me to think good things about me, right? And by the way, that's not inherently wrong. No, this is actually inherently evil, uh, and we'll get to it, but all of these can be twisted. And, and so you could be going through the mindset of when you're writing your bio, when you're um, posting these, you're like, I have to make sure I get this out or else people are going to think the wrong thing about me. So I have to make sure that I'm on the right side of things. Lastly, this applies to specifically Christians. Uh, it could be you've probably heard this before, it could be that you want to have an image on social media of how good 
of a Christian you are. Just how good you are at every morning laying your coffee just right where the sun's coming in the window. You've got the wood table with the nice grain right there so you can all see it. The coffee's literally steaming. You've got your Bible that you open to a random page but has a highlighter mark on it so everyone knows that you actually highlight your Bible and you're a good Christian. Got a nice setting. Get it just right. Frame it just right. Make sure that picture's posted. Right? Now, Granted, I just gave probably the, the worst case scenario of that, but why, why is that such a cliche thing? Why can we all think of that morning devotional post? We all can think of someone that we've seen do that or, or some reference to that. Um, and ultimately, what that picture serves is look at me. Look at what I do. Look how pretty my setting is. And it's not wrong when you study the word that you should have a pretty setting. I actually think it's a great way to honor God. And if that helps you get in a mindset to to worship him with your time in the word, that's great. But Jesus also says, uh, when you pray, pray in private for those that pray in public have already received their reward in full. So if what you're doing is setting that up in order to receive the reward of people liking it, then that is your reward. You, you've gotten it, and it leaves you empty. It leaves you looking for more. There could be more reasons than those, but, but looking at those four, um, I think this kind of gives a lens and a framework. You guys, as Gen Z, uh, this isn't news to you, but you are the most stressed out, most anxious, and most depressed generation. Um, actually, some studies are showing that you guys are six times more likely to deal with anxiety or depression than your grandparents. Uh, a major reason why, a major thing that we think is contributing to this, and I, I can say pretty confidently, I have felt this uh, as a young millennial, kind of tail end Gen Z. It's the fact that social media and technology, that, that this, our phone, has made us be connected to the world, to have an outward facing self that anyone can see 24 7, 365. There's not a moment with social media that can't exist where you are truly alone, right? Anyone can see you at any time. And the pressure of that exists, like we said, 24 seven, 365. And that is crippling. That is stressful. That weighs heavily when you think that people are always looking at your image all the time and not literally someone is on your profile all the time, but you can be concerned with that at any moment. There's no holiday. There's no break from that. That always exists. And that's not been the, the way for all of, human, <clears throat> all of human history, excuse me, up until the last 10, 15 years, right? <clears throat> so this brings us to John 5. Believe it or not, believe it or not, Jesus offers us freedom from that stress, from that anxiety. We can have freedom from worrying about that image. And this goes all the way back 2,000 years to chapter 5 of this book written by a follower of Jesus named John that he records one of Jesus' interactions and teachings that apply to us today in a way that I think we desperately need. <clears throat> so what happens in John chapter 5? I'm going to fly through it. Again, like I said, I hope that you've already read it so you understand this, but what we see is there is a lame man. We don't know exactly why, but he can't walk. And so Jesus miraculously, and this, this is an amazing thing in and of itself, and we could talk about this all day, but Jesus heals him miraculously. This man who cannot walk all of a sudden can stand up and walk. And the problem with that is, though, now the Pharisees, 
see Jesus working on the Sabbath, and they see this man working on the Sabbath because he's walking and carrying his mat, which the Pharisees have created these rules that you're not allowed to do that. Remember, the Pharisees are the Jewish leaders, religious leaders, and so they're trying to enforce these rules. And now where we are in John is actually, it's the first time that we see that people are publicly, openly, strongly opposing Jesus. It's the first time it's recorded in the book of John. It says in John 5, 18, for this reason, they, the Pharisees, tried all the more to kill him Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father. This is Jesus making himself equal with God. And in their eyes, that's horrible, right? That Jesus would call himself equal to God. So they want to kill him. Now we know from our perspective that Jesus is God. He is the son of God. He is God in human form for us here on earth to serve a purpose And he is going to explain part of that purpose to them. That this does not shake Jesus that they are trying to kill him, that they oppose him. Instead, he makes it very clear, and this is at the back end of the chapter, he makes it very clear that Jesus did not come to gain any human popularity. He does not care about popularity. He does not care about being accepted by everyone for being cool or just having the most followers. He came for one specific purpose, and that's the purpose that the Father, that God has given him, which is to free us from sin, right? It says this in verse 41, I do not accept glory from human beings, but I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. In short, what Jesus is saying is they are rejecting Jesus, the gift that God has given us. And in exchange, they will accept something lesser. They will accept another person that comes on their own authority. Jesus comes with God's authority. He teaches hard things that are hard to accept because it calls for us to give up of ourselves. But instead, if you turn to the easier things, someone that teaches something in their own name, it's easier to accept. It asks less. Sounds like us on social media, right? We can look to be like someone on social media because it's easier. It asks less of us than what Jesus asks, which is to give up everything. This is what Jesus says. Verse 44, this is the crux of everything. If you are looking for freedom from seeking glory, from seeking fame, from seeking approval of other people, this is the key. Jesus offers it to us. Verse 44, how can you believe since you accept glory from one another, but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? That is the key to being released from the stress, the anxiety of social media. Don't see it? Well, this is how. And no, I didn't say that it was easy. Jesus is saying, if you seek glory from one another, if you seek likes, if you seek followers, if you seek fame online from one another, you have lost because what you are giving up, what you're forfeiting is glory from God, glory from the creator of the universe, the God that created you, the God that is ruler of all things, the king of the universe, he is offering, Jesus is offering us an opportunity to seek that glory, which is a rich reward, but it comes at a cost. 
It comes at a great cost that we have to give up everything. It says this, Jesus, again, teaching another book. It's the book of Mark. It's another story of Jesus' life, one of the Gospels. Mark 8 says, Jesus then, he called to the crowd uh, to him along with his disciples and said, whoever wants to be my disciple, my follower, must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? What good is it for you to have 100,000 followers, yet forfeit your soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words, in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Jesus, again, he's teaching, Mark 8, you must deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. That means we deny what we desire. We deny the pursuit. In in this case, if we're applying it to John 5, we're denying the pursuit of our own glory, our own fame, the acceptance of other people. We deny that because we seek that. We want that. We want to feel good in the short term, right? We want to get that that quick hit in our brain that feels good. We deny that. We admit that that is wrong, that's sinful, that's self-serving. And instead, we give up everything in pursuit of following Jesus. Truth in his word, looking at the example of his life, looking at his teaching. How do we become like a follower of Jesus? That is what he is saying. Pick up your cross and follow me. That is willing to sacrifice everything, your own life and the gruesome and painful death that, that he had. We, we celebrated a couple weeks ago with, with Easter, right? Good Friday and Easter, Jesus gave up everything for us. He asked the same of us that we would give up everything for him. <clears throat> There's a lot of ways to apply this, and I can't give all of them for you, but, but we've, I've been using the framework, the idea of social media, and so it has to start with your phone, Right? If you've got a cell phone, I know most of you high schoolers probably do. Some of you middle schoolers, some of you guys uh, might have one or or might be uh, potentially getting one soon here. But the way that we think about our phones, the way that we think about Instagram, uh, I know you guys aren't really on Facebook anymore, but Instagram, TikTok, whatever social media comes up next, the way that we think about that, ask yourself this question, what does it look like to give glory to God? Or to switch, giving glory to myself, seeking my own glory, and instead giving glory to God with the way that I use my phone. A couple potential solutions. Uh, Limit your screen time. Believe it or not, iPhones, you can do that. Your parents can set it up for you. A friend can set it up for you. Uh, I'll, I'll sing Mitchell Morris's praises here. I don't do it often, but I will. Mitchell Morris, for, for a year or so, uh, had on his cell phone a, a screen limit uh, that I had the passcode to, and I forgot the passcode one time, actually, that I had to put in whenever he wanted to uh, have certain screen time with apps and, and adjust time limits, because you can literally set time limits for how much time you have on an app. If, if you're struggling with uh, just doom scrolling through Instagram and looking and comparing yourself to things and trying to build that image for yourself, 
setting a time limit on it where you need someone else to unlock it for you because you got to have a conversation with them might be a good first step to set up a safeguard that can help you take the next step of seeing, okay, so this is my problem and this is what I need to offer to God and here's the steps I can do to help myself remember I need to honor God with every part of my life, including uh, app time on my phone. That, that could be one. That could be one really simple, concrete one. Uh, another could be just really before you post something, really, it, it, it can feel mundane, but take a minute before you post something, save it in your drafts, do whatever, uh, and either hand write it out or even just speak it out loud. Why am I posting this? Why do I want this to be seen by people? Like, what, what am I trying to put out here? Uh, and don't, don't lie to yourself. Don't try to give yourself the best reason, saying like, oh, well, I want to do this just because I really want people to see this really good thing and I think it'll encourage them. That, that could be true, but don't twist what you want to do. And only you can tell if you're being honest or not. But, uh, but don't twist what you're trying to accomplish with it. That could be another good step. That I'm not saying you can never post anything on social media ever again, but we have to fundamentally stop and rework how we think about social media as a follower of Jesus. Uh, and this can be outside of your phones. Like I said, I've talked a lot about our phones. I know some of you don't have it. Some of you, maybe, I hope, I pray that you, you have it under control, but it can look like this in all areas of your life. And, and these are the questions to ask is, how do you uh, change from giving glory to yourself to giving glory to God? Um, when you're with your friends, when you're thinking about uh, how you speak to them, how, how you want them to think of you, uh, how do you change from instead being, I, I want their approval, I want to, to be seen as someone that is cool, is worthy, is popular, whatever, fill in, that, fill in the blank. How do you change that framework to instead first being, how do I honor God with this relationship? How do I honor God with what I'm going to say, with what I'm going to share with them? Um, and, and honestly, a core part of that needs to be uh, you care about your friends enough, uh, if they don't know Jesus, that you seek for every opportunity and with every part of your life to, to share the gospel, the good news with them. Um, that doesn't mean that literally every single conversation you have to get the entire gospel out. But it does mean that in every interaction with them, it should be one that is pointing them back to Christ in some way, in the way that you love them, in the way that you care about them, in, in your speech, says in your speech and conduct, so in the way that you act. Um, that, that is one way that outside of your phone, we need to look to not just be well-liked by a lot of people, but to actually have an impact with our relationships, to honor Jesus, to serve him in that. That can, look, that can be what it looks like to deny yourself take up your cross and follow Jesus, is maybe you might lose a few friends over that. It, there's so many application uh, ideas for this. And, and so I'm, I'm going to give you two questions and the ones I've already said, but uh, really take some time and think about these uh, of what is your thought process before you post on social media? And like I said, maybe practice some of those things where you limit that screen time or, or where you really speak or write out what your motivation is. But what's your thought process before you post on social media? And then whether this is on your phone or in real life, or really it should be both of us, uh, both for us, excuse me, is what is one way that you can change from giving glory to yourself to instead giving glory to God? Um, like I said, Jesus gives us the key to, to free us from that stress, from that anxiety. Um, but it comes at a heavy cost. It, it comes with every giving up every part of our life. Um, 
and so that is a lifelong thing, but building these habits now again is something that uh, will do nothing but, but pay off in the future for your relationship with Christ and how you can be used uh, as a follower of him on this earth. So uh, love you guys. I-, I hope that you can be challenged by this, and I hope that you can put some of this into practice. Uh, have a great week.